Hello and welcome Shakespeare. to the Nightfall podcast. Uh, I am the Great Red Shift, and with me today we have Kaylin, Euro for Halo, Vital Humanity Mike, and our special guest today, we have Batchford. So, Hello. first off, let's get kind of straight into it. We're going to go into kind of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, and kind of the road to Halo Infinite itself. So, kind of first on there is that the Master Chief Collection was announced for PC. It's coming to Steam. It's coming to the Windows Microsoft Store. Let, let's start with Kalen first. What are your initial thoughts kind of going into this? We It's confirmed. We have the news. Finally, what's your initial take? Uh, massive point is Steam. Steam support for me is huge. Uh, I mean, you have all that collective uh, Steam workshop that could be available now for MCC. Uh, how the potential of that could be brought forward into the MCC is, is limitless if it if it really does happen. Um, but you look at things like uh, just it being Steam and, and just the relationship down the road for me as well is important with with Halo Infinite on the way. But we'll talk about that later. But yeah, Steam support's probably the main the big point for me. Cool, Mike. I I do. Like one, yeah, it does. It's definitely a step in the right direction. It's just the because the way I see it is that it gives them a lot of chance to get some valuable experience for like bringing a Halo port to the PC with multiplayer on it. So it gives them good ground grounds to build up from, ready for Infinite, because they've already said they wanted to bring that as well. So even if they, even if it's just a colossal flop, which I don't think it will be, mm. then it gives them building blocks to work from going forward, no, cool. ready for the important one on Infinite. Now, Batchford, what's, what were your initial thoughts, especially but, you as a kind of a, a pro player and kind of going, going forward? It's a pretty incredible announcement. I think one thing that people really haven't like thought about is like how easy lines are going to be able to set up now because if Halo, well, Halo is coming to PC, they could just use PCs to hold lines. So I think like the player, not only is the player base going to like, explode, but like there's going to be so many new players like getting into the competitive scene, like going to events just because you know PC will be used a lot potentially. So I think, yeah, yeah. thumbs up. Very I exciting. That will give us. I think that will give bring a rise into like more of the bring your own computer kind of line. Sort of yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. A, lot, yeah. a lot of the old infrastructure is still actually quite there in terms of lands as well. I mean, most. Most big major organizations have PCs available already. You know, you look at the yeah. Strikes League of Legends, the infrastructure is already there in place. You know, they don't have to go out and out to buy new consoles, which could change next gen or that. If MCC is going on the PC, then so is Halo 6 or Halo Infinite. Still the same infrastructure there in yeah. place, you know. And the, all these, yeah, there, all these rig to rip capable. There is lowering the barrier of entry, basically, it's always doing. It's just allowing more people to access Halo and experience it. So. Mm. Yeah, that's a huge win for the franchise. So kind of the way that it's been announced, so it's a staggered launch, kind of how, how we've seen with kind of how some Steam games are, the kind of green green light kind of stage they're going with. Now, the first title that wasn't announced, so we're going in chronological order of kind of the whole Halo franchise is Reach. What are, because with, so, with the kind of the competitive side, originally Reach wasn't very well received until kind of later on in its life. Uh, what kind of in the sense of the competitive side? How do you think? How do you think it is? Uh, 
Uh, honestly, I think V7 is like one of the most competitive. Like, I, you can bash me all you want, but I think V7 4v4 is one of the best like Halos to date. So I'm not too upset about it, but like I can see why people would be like kind of sorry that you know Reach is the first game. And like I, I know like people have been waiting a decade for Halo 3 doing PC. So like a lot of the announcement around MC equal to PC is you know Halo 3 coming to PC finally. People can finally finish the fight, I guess. But I still think Reach is a good choice for a first game. And to follow up question from that, what sort of settings are you hoping that they'll kind of throw straight into the mix as soon as this comes out? There's got to be options for zero bloom or sprint. Well, zero bloom anyway, because sprint was needs, just an add-on. Needs but... to be post patch. Needs to be post patch. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Definitely. Like the, the, there's yeah. no, there's no, there's going to be like no competitive reach if it's anything before that. It's definitely going to be interesting to see uh, how the new players come in. Old players too. You look at like the likes of uh, players that are they're currently on the on the rotation, sort of the older end of the spectrum anyway. With professional Halo players uh, in the Halo Five life cycle anyway, uh, a lot of them started off with Reach. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they drive or that momentum forward with it. Um, you look at players like Ninja, who was really heavily involved in the Reach sort of. Pro that was scene. Game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, like he's already said on Twitter that he's going to be interested in basically running games with the likes of Nated and that whenever it runs in PC. So that opens up everything to a brand new, you know, community, yeah. a brand new market. Because Ninja, you know, like it or not, the guy got paid a million dollars just to play Apex on the first day it came out. Mm. Uh, if he does naturally play Halo without any incentive, you're getting a out. Yeah. Yes. I just uh, I just hope he plays the setups again, man. I want to see more content based like that. <laughs> I just want to rematch so bad. Yeah. So it looks like kind of it's been well received from the majority of players. Um, if just bear with us a second, we've just had. Oh, Mike, are you back now? <laughs> Hello. Hello. We just lost you Sorry, I, I had a, I had a moment. I'm back. No, no, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Uh, okay. it, it looks like it's been well received by kind of the general kind of PC community as well. For example, kind of there's been the kind of the main voices, for example, Summit Summit One G. He's been a massive advocate for kind of Halo One P PC, especially when kind of the the Forge mode came out for kind of Halo Five. Do you think kind of we will see more people from the kind of the other titles kind of come into the fold if if for example kind of Halo on PC is kind of the flagship title going forward for the next the next year or so. Yeah, 100%. I mean, a lot of people grew up with Halo. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people aren't the biggest fans of Halo 4 and Halo 5, but Halo still is like a household name. Like, it has a legacy. Like, the first three games are iconic as much of a meme that is. Like, it has <clears throat> a weight to it. So I think, yeah, people would definitely jump on board and go back and try it out. I think just because of his name alone, like it was, if the port is really good, word of mouth will spread, and people who have never tried Halo will play it, like big streamer wise. Mm -hmm. No, pretty good. Um, anyone else on any input on kind of the the PC side? Um, just as we initially go into kind of the Master Chief collection with this announcement. Um, yeah, you look at the likes of if any of you caught Gabe, obviously Steam Gabe, um, and he answered a fan's email about you know you know props to them for getting. MCC on Steam, and he, he gave a lot of credit to the likes of uh, Phil Spencer and his team. 
I think that's really big actually going forward in that um, Microsoft's mentality has changed in this last few years really massively. They've changed from, you know, creating software on their hardware to now creating software on for other hardware. And, and it's it's a huge change of direction and it's it's clearly something that they've, they've uh, gone with here and, and it's brilliant because there's the rumours that Halo actually might even come to the Switch uh, which mm. is mental. Yeah. yeah, and I mean like there was a rumour, that rumour was driven by the fact that they said like Cuphead and Halo and other Microsoft exclusives may come to the Switch and what was announced today, Cuphead's coming to the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if those rumours are to believe, you could be playing Halo 5 on a Switch, which would be <laughs> mental. <laughs> I mean, like, imagine taking, imagine a, a, a Switch LAN party. Oh my goodness. Of Halo 5. <laughs> just class. I, I, I would be keen. Just give me a time and place and I'll be there. Yeah, I mean, like, I think uh, props to Microsoft and, you know, it gives me a lot of encouragement going forward towards Infinite. Um, and like I said, we'll talk about it later in the show, but that's just what I have in terms of PC. I'll talk about um, so just kind of going from there, you mentioned kind of with everything coming across the Switch, it'd be very interesting to see if, if especially kind of the kind of cross-play. So if, for example, Master Chief Collection does come to the Switch, would, would you like to see kind of cross-compatibility, for example, uh, Xbox to PC and then to the Switch? There's this, like um, Batch said earlier, lowering that level of entry for the kind of xbox in general it looks like there's just going to be so many more players kind of coming into the fold which helps kind of every every scene really in every aspect if you if you got onto the switch if you now it'd be mental if you got i don't think it'll ever happen but if you got like infinite onto the switch uh and you got a good content creator like ninja and you got all this here running you know you open it up to this massive community that you have to say crossplay is going to have to happen Mm. um you look at Fortnite, you look how successful it's been. Uh, as long as you want to appeal to a wider community and make money off that, because I think that as much as people hate it, Halo is going to go down the microtransaction route, and that's going to have to be a big drive, is that they need a good population for that in order to keep making money. And I don't necessarily disagree with microtransactions to a certain extent, as long as it's of no benefit to a player. Uh, yeah. That to, to give an advantage over another to unlock something, particularly the EA model over the last yeah. you know, five, six years, which has been outrageous. Yeah. Uh, but you look at the likes of, you know, I give actually a lot of credit to Fortnite. It's a free game and you pay a battle pass at £7 or whatever, £8. I've never paid it. But you actually can have the chance to earn enough battle tokens or whatever it is. What is it? V-Bucks. V-Bucks. You can earn enough V-Bucks or whatever to actually buy the next season season pass within buying a season pass. So yeah. I think that model is something that maybe Halo could look at if they really want to go down that road. But I think at the same time, I think there's going to be more customization similar to what Reach uh, customization. I think that that route's going to go down with microtransactions. So in terms of cross crossplay, uh, yeah, you're definitely going to need it. And no matter what, like as difficult as it's going to be in terms of relations, it's needed for the overall uh, idea of the game. 
Adding to the whole microtransactions thing, I'm pretty sure free for free like went out and confirmed straight away that there's no loot boxes yeah. or anything like a rec system. Well, I think there might be recs, but like, there won't be like rec packs where it's like a randomly generated chance where mm-hmm. you can get like certain items. Think, so, I, yeah, big things yeah. like skins, weapon skins, yeah, would be yeah. something that'll be there. Yeah, um, it should be like Fortnite, where you get yeah. the, like it shows you what you can buy and then you choose what you want. Yeah, what should yeah. be like. It'd be interesting if they followed like going from that kind of what you're saying with the kind of the apex model the game is free there is that battle pass on top but like you say you can see everything that you could potentially have in a in one of the kind of loot boxes as it were but also as well they, they'll bring the season pass element to bring those new rewards in for it to kind of keep the engagement going now we've kind of kind of gone into the future especially with kind of the pc version coming across for master chief collection but let's kind of let's focus on kind of the the history as it were of kind of the master chief collection and how it all started especially with the hcs at the end of the day this is kind of a competitive halo side and we kind of have to go through kind of that whole sordid history of it so when it was initially announced it was halo 2 anniversary um sadly it didn't get the kind of the uh, well in my personal opinion the hype and the kind of the 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 actual consistency that we see nowadays, especially with how the Master Chief Collection is now. What are your thoughts, um, especially to kind of you, Mike, and you, Batchford, as especially you you have played kind of across multiple, well, hope I believe it would be multiple lands across on Halo 2 Anniversary. Did you did you enjoy it? Would you like to see that return, especially with kind of the, the kind of phase launch going into the Master Chief Collection on PC? Or do you just never want to see that title kind of played competitively ever again? I mean, H2A on like Halo Anniversary on its own was like a pretty good game competitively anyway. Fundamentally, some say it was arguably a little too easy to shoot on, much like Halo Five. But as as a fundamental game on its own, it wasn't a problem. It was the lack of how it was the fact that we would constantly have like the disconnects, the uh, the freezes, the the lagouts mid games and or even like in games when you're supposed to be on LAN and everyone's still teleporting and it's like you you, you literally sat right there. This shouldn't be happening. And there are, there are a lot of times because I was at both of the um like the first two events for those, which was Insomnia fifty three and the Chief Infinity invite only, yeah. which was like they were they're actually they were on consecutive weekends. And I remember I remember exactly what was going on with them. Um, at the Gfinity, it was it was bad enough for Insomnia, but I think the worst experience was at the Gfinity, and it wasn't like Gfinity's fault at all. But there was there was a, such a bad problem with connecting. It took us three and a half hours to do a best of three because we couldn't get everyone in the same lobby because it was it was that atrocious. Again, it wasn't it wasn't Gfinity's fault. It wasn't any of the admins or anything. It was just the game was just it wasn't finished, and it really. When, when the game was working, because there was that big update, something around March, something like that. There, there was an there was an update that made the game playable online, and for the rest for the rest of that year, we didn't really have too many disconnects. And at that point, it was it was actually really fun to keep still attend and compete and stuff because the game was working. It's just that I think so much damage was already done because of how colossal the launch was. Yeah, that it kind of the hype really died down. And it never, it never really recovered. Um, I never competed in the H2A, but I wouldn't like want to return to it or like want to compete in it, just mainly because of the map selection and how easy it is. Like Mike was saying, like I think it's just like a dumb, dumb Halo 2. 
But if they're going to play Halo 2, I'd rather just play Halo 2, like the original. So I'm just playing like a Halo 4 version of Halo 2 with free maps and just, you know, like no like variation settings. Like it's just, I don't know, like I would just get bored really, really quickly, like really, really fast. So like it's not a bad looking game and it's like fun to floor someone, but it's just like, it's just like having like a, I don't know, like bread and water like it's just really yeah. basic like yeah, i think you've, got, I think what, you've got what you need to survive but it's just there's nothing like interesting yeah. going on yeah, i think another big another big problem was that was that because of the reliance on forge maps for competitive settings through region halo 4 because the disc maps weren't really up to scratch mm-hmm. i think there was still quite a lot of stigma against like what well, is going to be the third halo in a row where we play 11 you know there's 11 game types and only like two of them are on disc maps and the rest are all forged i think that kind of it didn't help us and like i think i'm still furious to this day that we didn't get midship because they were holding it back for truth yeah it's it's such an atrocious way like why not both (laughs) surely surely like the most famous map from halo 2 should be in the anniversary like a beaver creek or something like why did you give us relic and then they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna test it for HCS. Like, what are, are you doing? I, I can kind of I can kind of see why they didn't do Beaver Creek because it was in the Reach anniversary as well. Mm. Well, with the, the Halo one, but I think yeah. we should just go follow on memes and go back to Halo Four. Halo <laughs> <laughs> really H Four with Infinity Slayer with all the. I actually would. I actually would think it'd be hilarious <laughs> for people to actually play Halo Four again and just like follow like community tournaments ways. Like if we ran a Halo Four Cup, that would just be hilarious. Halo Four free for all, yeah, and all of the four people that would enter it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all those four, you mean? No, I'm not. Yeah. not <laughs> That's a hard pass. Yeah. yeah. So, you might get Lily Dogs to play it, but apart from that, yeah, yeah no, no one else is gonna play it. Yeah, he's a he's maybe, a bad player. An outcast. <laughs> so moving on. I love, I love you, Darren. So, <laughs> so moving on from there, let's kind of let's look at the present, really. So we saw South by Southwest happen, and in my opinions, from what I've saw, I wasn't able to kind of catch all of it. It it looked like one of the most fun events that's actually happening. Yeah. While it didn't take itself too seriously, especially seeing kind of those hype clips of um, Golden Boy versus Walshy, he talked a strong game and then ended up winning a strong game and um, what was everyone's kind of t- everyone's takeaways would you like to see more events like this would you like to see something a bit more serious or do you think um, we've got kind of a good balance of the two i think uh we need to see something like that on a larger scale so not invitational i think it's the way forward so like i totally like if it's like a world finals or something like they should be all suited and booted you know what i mean like it should be really professional the venue should be like all this fancy lighting and crap but like i think they should take a cs route with lands and like really embrace like you know the whole cultural grassroots that's i mean they've got a program called grassroots so they might as well just go all in and be like yeah we'll just make it really casual but like not super casual yeah but like, if a new viewer came and watched it, they would be like, "Oh my god!" Like this is like really like t- taking yourself too seriously. You know what I mean? They're having some fun. They're having a good time. Uh, I think they completely nailed like the like balance of like seriousness and like casualness at the same time. I think that's like by far one of the best events HS has ever done. They've like really set a really high bar for Dallas. Mm. A really high bar. I'll let you talk, Mike, because I have a lot to talk about about it. 
well, I, re- I really like the <clears throat> I really like the idea of going back to some of these old Mimia things, like the big team battle show match and the uh, the Snipe Down versus Lethal, because we we used to get things like the All Star Games and stuff, like way way back when, back when I was like still in school, because we're going back a long time for that. But there's like those little like community side events that bring in. It's a, it's a good way to help, again, bringing down the barrier to entry, because some of the casuals might see this, and they're like, all these people running around in Spartan lasers on Valhalla for 20 minutes. It's, mm. <clears throat> it's, a, it's uh, a good... Yeah, it's good to not just be like, serious, 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 sweat, sweat, yeah. sweat, having yeah. some having yes, some funny yes. community things in there as well. It's a good way to get our people involved as well, like content creators and stuff. Like, Uber Nick, for example, had the sake of a snipe on Snake Bite. Like, that's like a... Mm once in like a lifetime opportunity to do that like, it would have never happened at any other event it was just really cool to see so yeah like, like we saw it like go, yeah like we've seen it in in the past was like back in well it's not halo but black ops 2 there are quite a few events where they had like actual celebrities coming in and playing in these all-star games as well and it wasn't just content creators or like members of the community they were like actually yeah. bringing people in um I actually had like some negatives. I didn't like the whole roster mania before. I think uh, wasn't there some changes that people who weren't on a team who got top six in Neil Classic or whatever all uh, of a sudden lost their place or uh, because they got booted because they're going you know for the money in terms of uh, the the actual invitational. Yeah. Annoying that way, and I think they should have handled that a bit better in terms of who had their places. And that's probably I one th- of my. Being criticisms, but yeah, Mike, what are you saying? Yeah, I think, I think, I think a roster lock, like as soon as, like, um, what was it, UGC, as soon as that ended, the St. Louis, mm-hmm. there should have been a roster lock that says, okay, you're not allowed to make a team change unless there's like some kind of extreme circumstance. Yeah, yeah, I think that was quite. This is, that... this is the roster you qualified with, this is who you're going with. Yeah, I think that was should have been what's done, and I didn't like a lot of that bringing up, and I thought it was done handled. <clears throat> In terms of the content on show, I think, uh, it was good. Uh, the format, I would have maybe six teams was enough, yeah. But I think maybe the format of a bracket, I don't know if, yeah. it, if, if some, it was suitable for a six team invitation. Some, some of the players are complaining as well that they didn't have like time to warm up. So, yeah. like, all the only time it, they played was when they actually played other teams. Like, there was no warm up, yeah. there was no like prepare, preparation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like the biggest complaint from the players. I think pool play would have been. Uh, interesting three group pools uh, top two go through or something like that or on top of it straight to um, probably would have been my idea for, for that yeah. it would have given guys enough time to get sort of accustomed to an actual competitive environment especially that pool play mm-hmm. keeps everybody in you could have had it across two streams uh, you know Bravo stream whatever um, but other than that huge positives big team battle showdown was really top quality content it's a sort of event in my head that i can see infinite launching with uh perfect sort of thing that if they get that model across for infinite if you have infinite launches worldwide on a friday and on the sunday they have this invitational event straight off and they get guys like ninja in they get guys like summit or whatever you know all these good top call quality you know content creators that have a big massive influence that they can come across onto something as fun as a big team battle uh, with good listenings, you know, the way the actual casters like Onset was able to chat to Wonderboy, or not Wonderboy, Boy, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, no, not him. He man, Harry, he's he's an observer now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talking to him was was really a cool insight and definitely something that that, that you know they should do more often. Yeah. Um, possibly even to I don't know what you especially you batch. I mean, what would your perspective on on like talking to say a team captain uh, after game two? And say like you know if the casters want to get their opinion midway through a game, be like, what do you think you did right or wrong? Or I, I think that's a really cool idea. But like, they could like it'd be really kind of messed up because like imagine getting like a heartbreaking defeat and then they're like interviewing you. I'd be like, I'd just like piss off, mate. Like I'm, I'm absolutely tilted right now. But like, <laughs> it's a cool idea. It's a cool idea and concept. But like they need to be careful because like obviously some people get more salty than others on the main stage. But yeah, I think. I think it was a, it was an enjoyable stream to watch. Uh, UGC Classic, when I look back on it, it's not something I'm going to go back and watch again. Um, whereas something like that, it was something I could have watched again and again. You know that it was fun. You know, especially like I said, yeah. that that big team battle was the highlight for me. To be honest, dude, uh, the grand finals, dude. Oh my god, the grand finals. Like them was just absolutely dumb. Yeah, like, just... Quality wise, it was good, but in terms of it being a fun or invitational, yeah, uh, yeah, it, was the, it was the smaller we we details like that yeah. that was fun. Um, yeah. I think it wasn't it wasn't just a tournament; it was an event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd have been fun to be at that event. I'd say it would be mm. one of those ones that if you were sitting there in the crowd, you you would actually really enjoy it. And not that I'm saying that you'd not enjoy any Halo event, but it was definitely something that would be probably more considered to be. Yeah, more fun. Better crowd more fun for the actual spectator rather than kind of just mm. sitting there quite a lot of downtime because mm. one of the things they try to they i saw kind of on twitter tashi was kind of kind of saying like we tried to kind of refine this, this downtime and um, was it noticed what's kind of everyone's feedback and just kind of looking kind of on the replies it was it was definitely kind of well received um do you think anything on kind of the scheduling wise did you guys appreciate um i i especially did is we didn't get kind of like a 12 1 a.m finish this was actually kind of specifically i believe it was like eight nine o'clock i um, i think it was around yeah. the time so kind of in the timing wise it actually worked quite well um admittedly if we have bigger tournaments that's probably not going to work but kind of in that format i thought that worked quite well because you get all that audience and you're not literally like for me personally because it's like monday it's work kind of thing you're not staying up till 1 a.m just kind of waiting to see who's won yeah time is going to be an issue uh, especially going forward i mean i would hope that infinite uh or future mcc tournaments even especially with the pc community that there's going to be more of an influence to to the eu side to the likes of australia even um and time and that should be a fact it's all been in north american one-sided for the last three years yeah. really yeah. heavily and yeah. I know that the, the likes of um, I remember whenever I said that you know worlds it'd be fun if worlds went to Gfinity or went to Wembley. Yeah, um, like the finals. You know, yeah, the world cup, a world cup can move like in any sport, uh, and worlds can move yeah. in any sort of esports even. But something like Halo moving to Wembley, Wembley's such a great venue, like you know for. For such an event, uh, I, I think that will become easier with the PC units. We know, like like I said earlier, it'll be easier to hold lands now. So like, any organization is play here. I've got PCs, mate. Let's go mm. LAN. and yeah, yeah. We we've already shown we can we can do an event at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. Well, not yeah. we, but like we've already it's it's already happened. Sick event. 
See, one, yeah, of, one, of the, one of the things as well, especially if um, kind of the PC side is more adopted than it is kind of mouse and keyboard, there is going to be a lot more influence for kind of the European side anyway. Any majority of kind of uh, kind of esport titles, it is mainly, especially Counter Strike, is mainly dominated by the few exceptions is by yeah. Europe. Yeah. So if kind of Euro European players come in from that kind of mouse and keyboard kind of side. I think we're going to see a lot more kind of more favorable kind of events, more much more consideration for you. Mm. Yeah, I think I think there's still going to be like a very large number of like controller players outside of keyboard and mouse as well. I'm keyboard. probably going to be one of them because I'm terrible with the keyboard and mouse. I I tried playing PUBG earlier today just for a few games, and it was like I was I was right, always put like the hurricane. I put like the hurricane. Was playing from. PUBG. That was your first mistake. Uh, it was. I was I was invited by a friend. I know. I know. <laughs> um, what is it called? Sims, by any chance? <laughs> a big a big thing actually for PC in terms of PC. Uh, the the capabilities of PC may actually break into the Asian market for Halo. Um, yeah, something that, especially if it went onto the Switch. I mean, not to you know, Japan has a you know massive support for the Switch. Uh, it could be yeah. something that, that could roll with that if it ran out cheap on the Switch because you know it is a, an aging game. Um, you know, if it's ran for say 15 or 20 pounds for a Switch port, I'd definitely buy it. Um, you know, but you had that whole new audience to the likes of uh, breaking into the Asian market. Um, a lot of you know, PC would be on the Asian sort of thing as well. Uh, definitely ahead of console. Uh, so like. I, I know there was a small, a really small Halo Japan community, and I always wanted to get sort of chatting to them, but I never found out who actually ran it. Um, they ran a few tournaments on Twitch and, and looked like, you know, there was quite a bit of them, but it's there's nothing to come of it because a lot of actually 343's tournament support doesn't reach out there toward that end of the world. Yeah. You know, they they, they support they, Australia. They qualify, and, they qualify under EMEA, don't they? So they yeah. they don't, they'd have to come over here. Yeah. They'd have like, to come to over here to, to count. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say it is a completely kind of different culture there, kind of how we're used mm -hmm. as we are now, kind of PC, console, everything, kind of especially in kind of career in the sense they have the PC banks, so it's not kind of they do have access, but they don't have kind of the immediate access we do. So it is, it's a definitely big kind of culture difference. Be interesting to see if because that um if the kind of the kind of gaming clubs as they're kind of called there kind of pick the title up it just depends if kind of that support does reach out i'd be very interested and it'd be pretty awesome to actually see for the likes of i believe is it tyloo the counter-strike on yeah yeah Asia Pacific. Uh, but it would, it would be very kind of interesting to see if that side can kind of turn across and come into the fold now we yeah. have spoke kind of on the halo 3 event itself we've just seen as well um mazer has just announced their roster for um i've completely lost the actual city that it is currently in i am so sorry uh, it's, the game is forgiving isn't it yeah yeah yes so uh, look it up what are people's thoughts uh. to kind of this roster especially with jimbo being in the fold uh, I honestly like I've not really watched the scrim or anything because like you know I'm not really too invested in Halo Three at the moment because you know I'm a jetpacker. No, I'm I'm just kidding. But, uh, I, I've watched a little bit. And I, I know Jim's good at Halo Three. He's like 
a notorious European matchmaking player. Like he's played it like so much, so much. So uh, <laughs> I have no doubt in his ability to perform at the highest level. Um, and I know Arkel is a beast as well. Like he's like he's like people used to fear him back in like 2013 and stuff. But, like. He's really good, mm. and he was really good in Hellfire as well, so I've no doubt. And Jim's just good at any hero he plays, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the talent's there. And I think Collars is also insane at Halo 3, and I think uh, to round them off, Flames is a really good leader, and he also yeah. has a lot more individual skill in Halo 3 than he did in Halo 5, oh, so yeah. I think uh, I think they're a good team. I think a lot of people will just like, underlook them because really European Halo low, but yeah. I think they could actually go and Take some games off some decent teams, like yeah. I don't, I don't think they're going to be like better or worse with Jimbo than than Hams, but it's going to be, it's going to yeah. be a different kind of. They're probably going to play a little bit differently because Jimbo is more of an in-your-face. He'll, you'll get, you'll get an overkill, grab the flag, and then get another overkill while running the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo is the sort of guy who I always thought uh, he does the dirty work. He does uh, yeah. a lot of the the work that doesn't get the glory. Um, yeah. And I, uh, yeah, it was a massive thing for me whenever he was playing Halo or Halo Five, and he got dropped that time. Arguably, why I thought Halo or EU Halo did so poorly in the next event after that. Um, but I think he's the sort of guy who does the dirty work, and you know, he gets those assists. And he's not necessarily the top killer. He's not necessarily you know a guy who runs the flag in all the time. He's just somebody who set who sets up well. And yeah, he's just, that's, a, that's just a sick all rounder, man. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't believe you got dropped. Like, it's, uh, I don't even get started yeah. on that. So, <laughs> I'm not I think it's just escaped the situation. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, uh, we placed top six, but we're going to drop you. Uh, see you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we talked about that in the last podcast uh, about like you know the state of EU Halo and, and how that ended up happening. That uh, we went from like a top six finish to. Anyway, I think we finished top twelve the next one or something like that. Yeah, the, the Mexicans yeah, took I over us. Yeah, we don't made out of top twelve since. Yeah, so it was it was just a, a crazy, crazy turnaround. Yeah. So now we've kind of we've, we've kind of looked at this new roster. Now let's kind of go into what's coming up. So, for example, kind of the as the the title of the podcast kind of suggests, the road to infinite. Um, I'd, what I'd like to do is kind of go starting with Kaylin, kind of go through kind of each person and what you're kind of hoping to see. Um, let's kind of be a bit broad here. We'll go kind of with both sides, for example, kind of competitive multiplayer, H6 and everything, but also kind of the core features of the game as well and support and PC potentially and everything along then. Um, so kind of the, the floor is yours. Um, what what would you personally like to see, regardless of competitive or anything like that, but what would you just love to be in kind of Halo Infinite? Um, uh, controversial. Battle Royale. Um, Boom! No, it's not it's controversial, but Battle Royale, probably. <laughs> I, and I, look, I'm not a guy who likes Battle Royale. I actually really don't play it that often. I, you know, it's not a, not a fan for me, but it's more for the long game. It's more for if, if we want to have a long-lasting community this time around. Um, unfortunately, we're going to need to carry something like Battle Royale in, and I always thought, you know, Battle Royale was going to slow down and we were going to find something else, but something else hasn't appeared yet, you know. Um, the type of genre of game 
we had such a change in the first person shooters and then it sort of went from that to evolved into battle royale that there's the, the evolution hasn't appeared yet so battle royale will be about i think by the time Halo infinite comes out and yeah. it's something that they're gonna need to do in order to bring in a community otherwise you got something like uh you look at something like um for example titanfall 2 could it was an amazing game uh fantastic game competitively uh, and playing online but it got nowhere near any reception because it didn't fit in with the models of say uh you know a fortnite or a PUBG. Mm. um it didn't evolve it just kept you know that same first person shooter and it was nobody's radar it was i know it's got a lot more attention now since the, the rise of apex but um yeah that there if you're going to have any chance of, of getting a long-lasting community into that game and being a Fortnite killer, um, then you're going to need Battle Royale, unfortunately. It'd be interesting to see if they did their own variation of it, like kind of how Apex has, but just I, I would personally think kind of just the bog standard you drop in, everyone survives. It has to take a bit of a unique spin, I would always think. I, I think, I think um, is it Will... Uh, Will, what do you call him? The second. Will Cameron. Yeah, he did a fantastic, yeah. fantastic idea for yeah. for battle royale, um, in which there were six different species or classes. Um, again, you could you know evolve that into different class rank, ranks like Spartan. You know, different Spartans. Um, different uh, if they bring in new classes for Infinite, for example. I mean, every game sort of brings in its own new class of enemy or class of hero yeah. uh, so you could all the time evolve into that and you'll have you know odsts dropping in uh guys dropping in on banshees drop you know it's the, the the potential is there if there's ever a game or universe that is fit for a battle royale it is actually halo <clears throat> um more so than any game that i can think of that hasn't done it yet uh so it, yeah it's it's it'd be interesting for that and hopefully there is continuous support about that, but also that it doesn't take away from the competitive side, which yeah. would be, hopefully, yeah. there probably will be competitive nature for both Battle Royale and both, uh, you know, standard 4v4. Yeah, that's kind of going to lead into what I was going to say, is that I hope that if it just listens to, like, what Halo actually is, as, like, a core game, I think the biggest problem with Halo 4 and Halo 5 is, like, well, especially Halo 5, is, like, if they weren't called Halo it would be received a lot differently. Yeah. So like, it would be a lot more on board with like how Halo 5 plays if it didn't have the legacy to live up to of the original games. Now, I'm not just saying, like, you know, get rid of all the abilities, go back to classic. Like, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that I think 3 for 3 have kind of realized that they've kind of came out and acknowledged mm-hmm. that, like, you know, we kind of screwed up. We kind of really tried to, like, make our games different from Bungie intentionally. So, like, they want to have their own spin on things. So even though what Bungie did was great, and it worked. They wanted to do something else just to prove a point. But I think now, like, especially like ever, I would say ever since the initial MLG announcement, like over a year and a half ago, uh, they've really been opening their earlugs a little bit and trying to listen to like, what people are saying. I think Infinite as a game needs to have not only a good campaign because Halo Five was so shit. Part of my mm. language, it was so yeah. bad. Yeah, it was right. brutal. Uh, <laughs> he's have a really good campaign and like, there might be RPG elements maybe like Destiny with like, end game content I've heard loads of rumours about that um, it needs to have like all of the content multiplayer wise from Halo 5 plus more so it needs to have like iconic game types like Infection Oddball um, King of the Hill 
etc etc even like stuff like headhunter from reach that was like niche but fun that was such an underrated game type um <clears throat> stuff like forge on launch needs to have a working theater because halo 5 seer has Tourette's. i don't know what's going on it's just like showing things and showing things and i'm just like what that did not happen um and it just needs to like to all be like functioning like i feel like halo 5's ui is like really simple and dated like i feel like mc no runs better in halo 5 like i get onto stream halo 5 and like my menu glitches out like 50 percent of the time when i'm searching i'm just like how does that even happen i'm just searching for a game bro i'm not even doing anything complicated here so i, I for launch i want them to like stick to Halo's guns and then after launch they'll probably ask for feedback because like they're not going to make decisions without feedback because like they're if i hired i can't i can't think of his name just now but like he followed me recently he's like a his whole job is to, yeah, yeah yeah the whole voice yeah the leader of voice or whatever I'll yeah he's just crazy. He's currently in sweden at the moment um because they're again they're doing round feedback i don't know who they're doing it with but they're doing kind of round feedback in different countries on kind of what halo infinite is it wouldn't surprise me kind of from how how five was done that like um you will see there's kind of this uh, it's called uh, yeah it's called rob there you go, I found him. So Rob, they're, they're just trying to like find out what people want. And I think after like launch, like once they've like launched everything, like as people like intend with Halo, they'll start to take risks. And then they'll be like, how do you guys feel about this? And that's how it should be. Launch the game as a Halo game, right? And then expand on it. Don't try and like change what Halo is because Halo's already been established for nearly two decades now. Just, just like, Make a Halo game and then change it as to how people want it to be changed. Mike. So off off the bat, it's like when when I when I mean uh, Infinite Launch, I don't just mean like day one. I mean like the first few weeks, maybe to a couple months after release. So a couple of things are one, I want the game to be finished, which is something that we've struggled with the last couple of times. I want to see like hardcore settings from day one. Even they might still need to be tweaked and things and stuff, yes. but like I, you know, every every hater's gone through like seven or eight batches of settings um, by now. Oh, uh, and then uh, I want to see. Sorry like, for interrupting you. I understand. Hold on, one one thing. So you know MCC, right? They've been doing that. Uh, so you know every ramp players in MCC, they had the whole um, it's called arena, I think. They've just completely got them for Halo 2 uh, Classic and Halo 2 Anniversary, and they've replaced them with Hardcore. I think that's what they need to do for Infinite as well. So like, every ramp player with an Infinite needs to be competitive. Of why the hell in Halo 5 do I have an Assault Rifle on doubles with a radar? Like, it could be so sick. And there's like a Gravity Hammer topping on Truth. Like, what, what is going on, boys? But <laughs> it's not really the most fun settings. Like, even as a casual player, I don't really, I don't yeah. really think people would enjoy that. So, yeah, I think they've kind of realized as well that ranked should be ranked and then like social should be like truly social. Mm. Sorry for interrupting you. I, I yeah, sorry. forgot to mention that. that you mentioned yeah, like, something. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, even if it's like just disc maps and then they slowly start adding in like test sayings and forge maps as we go. But the, the, the main thing I want to see is like if I understand like, it might not be a perfect release and like every major title comes out with some small bugs and things here and there and glitches. But I want to see. I want to see these get like if these get discovered. I want to see them fixed like straight away because it's like, how long has Taylor Five been out for? And we still get like menu glitches. We still get the team, the, like the custom game team glitches where players can't change teams or go to observers and stuff. 
it's like how it's it's a little disappointing that a game you know three and a half years after release is still having these kind of problems. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Now, kind of um, um, my take on it, what I'd like to see was something that could, that could, basically kind of how can I word this? Originally, when uh, Halo Five was going to be coming out, and they kind of announced how Arena was going to work, um, I'll kind of lead into this. They they showed a concept of kind of you play Arena, you get placed into a certain rank category, you then play with people within that rank category, and it kind of it's kind of kind of how Fortnite is at the moment with their competitive side. Uh, you literally just play your games within this playlist, and if you get to like top hundred, you win. Actually, win money or get invited to invitations. I'd like to see them actually kind of take, kind of actually kind of go with that because it, it never actually happened. They completely scrapped that all together um, once they had already done the beta. And remember, it had a completely different ranking system previously. It was kind of regionalized. Everyone had different ranks within there. Yeah. But kind of i'd like them to kind of take on what some of i hate to say it kind of take something from what fortnite has you oh this event's on if you get within the this amount you get all this like you get kind of whatever the yeah. spartan coins for example um you win you win this and if you're in the top 100 or top 50 you then you then qualify for this your roster or however it is yeah. but the one thing the one thing I want, and this is just kind of me and the years and years of kind of dealing with this, is a fully functioning theatre and spectator mode. Because mm-hmm. we, if they're going to do it on PC, they can just literally... Oh, dude. They can dude literally... The PC community will not have a bad spectator mode. <laughs> they're, they'll be like, uh, 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 this game sucks. They, just kind of, they take from what um, Halo 5 had when they finally released the broadcaster mode. Because that, that, the concept of it was brilliant. The whole kind of the whole menu you saw on the side a bit a bit of a change maybe put it at the top and bottom but if they kind of followed what kind of counter strike has like literally you could follow each person and then you could even go and actually see their lines of sight and everything i would just love to actually see a, just something than what we've had and especially kind of now we've gone back to halo 3 there's no way to to spectate unless kind of doing what kaylin's done previously with halo 3 cups where he's had to actually get these players to stream then he restreams the said restream and there could just if, if there's just yeah. a little bit of lag it kind of ruins the whole thing i just I, that's all i want i just want a fully functioning like broadcast mode <clears throat> yeah uh matt as well uh just seeing a few messages on the stream uh your mic is a bit low in terms of the output to yeah i just the uh, guys yeah i just turned it up a few moments ago so hopefully um, Hopefully it's fixed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, sorry, no. sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. No, no, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. So we've kind of we've kind of gone kind of gone through kind of Master Chief Collection. We've gone through the the PC announcement. We've also kind of gone we've we've delved into kind of sorry not delved dived into kind of Halo Infinite. You know, we'll kind of what what are you hoping? to see and we'll start with kind of mike this time around what are we what are you hoping to see come e3 there is no sony microsoft has the floor there is literally no hopefully there's nothing they can do that could screw this up but uh, i i've been kind of shown the error of my ways before what do you want to see at e3 for halo infinite okay so there's two sides to this there's the what i want to see and then the, there's what I'm expecting to see. Yeah. 
So like, what, like, both, in both instances, we're probably going to see some, like, the first five minutes of, like, the first campaign mission. Or definitely some kind of, like, gameplay of, like, where they've come so far and showing off the new engine. Which I think will be great to start. I'd like to see a release date, but we probably won't get one because they've been very, we'll release it when it's ready sort of thing. Um, I'd like to see if there's any uh, show-offs, maybe some of the, like, I know they've said they wanted to do a Reach-style, excuse me, a Reach-style like, armor system with the customization. Maybe see some of the, uh, like, the concepts of those, if, if some of those are already ready, and see if, and maybe see if they've, like, because like every Halo is like its own set of like new game types. Like we had head, things like Headhunter in Reach. We had things like um, Strongholds in Halo Five, even though it was like a domination take. Maybe if there, maybe if there's a new kind of game type for for Infinite that we don't know about, that, we, that, that I'd quite like to see. Bring back Invasion. But I... <laughs> yeah, bring back Invasion, please. <laughs> <laughs> those, those are the best. No, cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to make yeah. Cool. Kalen, what would you, what would you like yeah. to see specifically with Infinite Community <clears throat> Three? Um, so I mentioned my own prediction of what I think is going to happen. I think Microsoft have a lot to live up to again. They arguably won E3 last year. Uh, I thought every other press conference, PlayStation was really weak last year. Um, and for t- you know the con- the console that's been sort of winning the console war, um, their conference was pretty weak. Um. EA was abysmal. Um, Bethesda, they, you know, all glitz and glass, but everything that they've been since Fallout 76 was a nightmare. Uh, so Microsoft was brilliant. You know, Cyberpunk, Halo Infinite, all the new studios, indie studios that they announced. So it's going to be a great E3 for them again. Uh, and I think they're going to open with a new console. Yeah. Um, I think the rumors is that there's going to be two consoles. Uh, a high-end one and a lower-end one. Um, and they're also going to continue with the Xbox One X and Xbox One um, to release games. So Halo Infinite will be on both the new-gen console and Xbox One. So that's going to open questions up for cross-play again um, between Xbox consoles. Yeah. I mean, because there was not necessarily any cross-play between 360 and Xbox One, you know. So again, that's going to open up that sort of can of worms oh, how that's they've got different code names uh, i've seen rumors a french newspaper came out with it there are news article um but in terms of halo infinite i uh, i think it's going to be on the new console i think it's going to show off new gameplay uh like mike said mission gameplay maybe campaign and i think it's going to demo open world on the new engine <clears throat> i think we're going to see a return to open world gameplay uh, because there's been a lot of uh, postings, job postings that come up looking senior design engineers with experience in RPG elements, uh, suggesting that there may be an open world uh, sort of tone to this all. Um, I think that they'll announce, or they'll show off that announcement date. I think they will give it. I think they'll give a, a rough region quarter four 2020, or else quarter three 2020. Yeah. Um, I think they actually will come out with that. They have traditionally always come out with that at previous E3s about when, you know, a good year, that cycle in terms of that Halo cycle. Um, I think we're going to, they're going to show off things like uh, customization, like the Reach style. Um, and it's back and better, you know, this, that. Um, 
And I think they're going to announce, along with the Halo Insiders program that was announced last week, I think they're going to announce that there there'll be a beta available to those Halo Insiders, uh, probably at the end of this year or start of next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'll drop a bomb at the very end and be like, oh, yeah, one more thing, MCC is now available on Steam and Microsoft Store. Go on ahead. And it's now available, Reach is now available uh the Xbox One X on Xbox One if you have MCC. And the whole internet just says, <laughs> yes. Bye bye. So just one thing to just quickly go back on because I realised I didn't didn't even ask the question. Do you or do you three think that because we already own Master Chief Collection that we will get that title for free? Because my theory is because if they're doing it through the Windows Store, kind of on how Xbox was, you own a first-party title, you get it automatically free. Uh, no, they're not. That's bef- MCC came out before that program was initiated, yeah. and they're actually running with that so that you may actually have to buy it. Oh, yeah. I know. Again. Uh, I don't know what you said they want to do, like, those yeah, campaigns, think- like, separately. I think I saw Sketch say something like they would like consider compensating people who already own MCC mm-hmm. on console. So I think they're considering it. But yeah, I think uh, the current business model right now is they're doing the multiplayer to be free, and then you choose to pay for the campaigns that you want to buy yeah. as they come out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we'll see because like you know like if you signed up to the whole inside program, you have to connect your Steam anyways. So like, they might recognize that you've already got it on your Xbox, like. And you know, I don't know how it's gonna yeah, work. Through three email addresses and things. Yeah, I hope they consider it because it's kind of messed up, dude. Well, not super messed up, but like I've, we've dealt with a broken MCC for years. Like, at least give us some compensation. Yeah. So, to the rest, um, kind of, Mike, what, what, what would you specifically like to hope for? Uh, what, what for? Uh, Just for E three. Yes. No, you didn't, you didn't ask me. You didn't ask me. Like... <laughs> yeah, <I> was... <laughs> you feel well, alright, man. Uh... You want to take a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, just, apart from what I've already said before, I think yeah, just maybe a couple of release dates to say we're going to do a, be- a an open beta on this one, whether you're an insider or not, and say like, okay, for like the second weekend of November, well, a couple of weeks, you you can play this game for free and tell us what you think and open up more feedback I think yeah I think think, yeah I think the guys have said everything that I was going to say I think uh, you know they'll reveal on a new console and they'll be like oh this is our new console and Infinite will be a launch title and everyone will be like whoa and then like I think they're really going to tap into nostalgia because I think like you know with the whole uh, reveal trailer when they played the piano note, everyone lost their shit. Like everyone was like, Oh my god, like Halo's back. So yeah. I think they're really, really tough in nostalgia. They're gonna show like the whole Zeta Halo, which is like the part in Halo which the game will be on. They'll show the old Covenant redesign back and everyone will be like, Oh my god, the leads don't look like they're uh, having a meltdown anymore. Um <laughs> Uh, I think they'll show like you know classic weapons come back. I think I, I still think like because like you know in the reveal trailers like the H five BR. I think it'll be like a mix. So like, you'll have like the Hill two BR or Hill three BR, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and then, like the I like it a retcon I guess Hill five BR where it's like more sleek, but you can kind of tell it's chunkier mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, uh, I think they will yeah they'll reveal whenever they want to test the game. They'll be like, yeah we're gonna be rolling it out. 
in this like specific time period. We'll give a date, but, but, but this is like when we want the plan, kind of how to do it. And then there'll be, yeah, MCCs out as well. I, I also think there'll be like a surprise MCC announcement, or there'll be like it's really close. Like, it'll be coming in the next couple of months, if latest. So I think well, they're, they're going to put all the guns for the C3 because last E3 they just showed a trailer. Like, I think they're going to show a lot. And, and that was it. I think I think maybe maybe like a cheeky announcement that says as a result of us being E3, <laughs> you can now play Reach. Just, just release it there and then. Yeah. I actually don't think they'll show a whole lot. Yeah. I think they'll show snippets. They'll not show a whole lot. You have to remember, there's probably going to be another E3 next year that's going to have a lot of it. Um, yeah. if it if it does go by the fall 2020 prediction, because I don't think it's going to be released this year. I'd be really shocked if it was released this year because uh, Microsoft had this marketing cycle and they like to have that space. And it'd be really shocked if they went this year. But at the same time, like they're gonna have the whole insider program. So like people inside the insider program, once you're in it, you're in it. And like people, like if they do it at the end of this year, people will have been playing it for six months. By the time next E three rolls around, so what is that really going to show? Like mm. at that E three, if people have already been playing I mean, it for six months. Halo Five had some similar, did it not? In terms of beta. Yeah, no, uh-huh. but like, yeah, the bit, but that was a real bit, as in like yeah. there's there a certain a time frame. Well. Yeah. yeah, if you're inside the program, you're in it forever. So yeah. uh, once you get infinite, you have it. You can play it whenever. So uh, I don't. know, Maybe they could show some things, but like, yeah, I think like they're gonna show a lot this C three and like really hype it up, and then use it like the next like e3 afterwards to, like kind of like show some new things and like get people on board who haven't <clears> already <throat> got on board i think a lot of people would already be playing it at that point i'm i'm actually curious now now thinking about it it may be a, it could be a shock that it could come this year and we just haven't been told anything but mm-hmm. i know it's unlikely but i mean if if they do announce a new console at this e3 consoles lead times to their release actually are quite short from e3 and if it is going to be a, a launch title, apparently by the rumors and by the news articles, so would that suggest that early twenty twenty? Potentially, man. Uh, I, if, I... if if this new console, because from my memory, Switch, uh, Xbox One, PS Four, all had like a real short lead time from each three's announcement or their own announcement. I mean, it was like five months, and all of a sudden it was on the shelf. Yeah. Well, yeah. they are showing people the build itself at the moment so there is some form of that game that's ready to be played the the i think i i think kind of that not the end of this year definitely not but kind of that the start of next year kind of first quarter now the only reason i kind of go in that angle is especially as well kind of with the beta because yes we had our public beta the year before and they've always said every single halo game is going to have public betas when it's never going to happen again like master chief collection launch but with Halo 5, when we had that small open beta for everyone that owned kind of Master Chief Collection, there was an additional beta that ran for, I'd say, about five months uh, during that period where um, just pl- players would play through that continuously. Now, that's not happened yet as far as I'm aware. Um, actually, no, it's not happened at all. There's been no correspondence. So it would... If it was kind of, if they were launching it kind of near the end of the year, that would that would have be happening already. We're like we're near the end of March now. It's going into April for the, no kind of private beta or kind of closed beta. Nothing's happened yet. But yeah. 
kind of if we're leading into the first quarter something maybe around summertime if that actually started happening then yes i could definitely see it coming out but i, I just i have an idea i just love it it's because of you might you've just made my brain think of something so what i think <laughs> might happen right is <laughs> right so you know how right going back to hill five <clears throat> uh, the beta was like very small like, there was like a very confined like things we could play um, I think what they might do, this is like me putting on my tinfoil hat here, but like instead of like it being a bait, obviously, like the the content size of this part build that we might play might be a lot larger. So like, um, you know how they already have builds played in office and stuff. Yeah. Uh, if they already have builds now, like imagine like what we could be playing in like six months time. Like if they already have like functioning builds, like we could have like a decent chunk of a game potentially played like multiplayer wise. So like obviously they're gonna be tested like specific parts. Like, oh we wanted to test multiplayer, but like, it could be like a decent size like portion of the multiplayer. So like it could be like, like I don't want to say it, but like, it could be, like early access dude, like kinda like really green light early access say like, like yeah. And like it'd be it'd be kinda like we'd be like playing the game early basically until like its eventual launch where everything is ready and then, like, the final, like, consumer base can play it. I think we'll be able to test the campaign as well, man. I think there'll be points where we can play the campaign early. Mm. Yeah, because um, there is that thing where they're saying, it, with, especially with it being open world, they might take the whole page out of Destiny's book where you, you're, you, there is the Ma- Master Chief as the main protagonist, but there's also that offshoot of the RPG element. I hope not, but there, there, well, I can't remember specifically where I read it, but it, there is indications that it's kind of going down that route. You're an individual, and then your character in this kind of RPG element ca- carries over into the actual PvP side. Uh, I'm I'm not 100 percent on that, but I I wouldn't want to see that. Not yeah. really. I've heard I've heard like different <clears throat> things about that. Like, so like, apparently you start off as Master Chief and he has his own like campaign. Uh, once you beat said campaign, he leaves Zaya Hill, and then it basically feels like a, a page of like Hill reaches book where your Spartan then comes onto Zaya Hill, and like they set up like an outpost and shit, and then. They're basically that's the end game content. So then, like you've got all the upgrades that you got as like Master Chief, for example, on your mm. Spartan now, and then you've got all the end game content. And it'd be like Spartan ops in a way where they can keep adding to it. And like I saw a tweet like a month ago, and it was it was liked by uh, Grim, who's like the lore guy over at Free for Free, and I can't remember who tweeted it, but he was like a prophetic uh, figure in the lore community as well. And he was like, well, the way that they're talking about Infinite, they could probably do like huge mini dlcs where like they could have like a whole spin-off campaign based from the arbor and mm. it couldn't be, it could it didn't even need to be on zaya hill it could be like in like a completely different place and like it could be its own like sanctioned dlc inside the game and they can keep adding onto like a storyline so they can create their own like mini story line like similar to like marvel universe yeah. inside one game and i think that would be, be sick like, i'd be totally done for that i'd love to play as the arbor again I think he's like one of the most underrated characters, and he's like everyone loves him. He's not in the games, like he's like in like two scenes in Halo Five, and I'm just like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> sick. No, cool. Well, first off, thank you, Bachelors, for joining us uh, again, Mike, Kalen. Always a pleasure. Um, thank you for everyone kind of joining us in the Twitch chat. If you're listening on the audio version, thank you for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you. We greatly appreciate you guys actually joining us or at least listening or watching the on-demand version. Um, 
our next episode we will announce the date as soon as we know um don't forget to follow us on twitter at gg nightfall and we're going to have more content more discussion more well hopefully more versions of this coming forward but um is there any anything you'd like to plug really bachelor um going forward have you guys heard of uh, a twitch prime <laughs> <laughs> sorry my guess to uh, my guess to nated sorry <laughs> as well for you guys I, I won't judge you they're good content creators as well all right you've got but my yeah, next one uh, i would say my twitter is at bachelor underscore and my twitch is bachford so if you want to find out what shenanigans i'm getting up to probably raging at my teammates uh follow those <laughs> social medias thank you so much for having me I really yep. enjoyed my time here. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much. Um, as well with Kaylin, it's at Euro for Halo. And then for Mike, if you want to do it specifically, because I always struggle with this one. Yeah, at, no, at MK Viable Money. There we go. Cool. Um, we'll post those up in the description if you're watching on the VOD. So thank you again, gentlemen. And thank you again to everyone that's tuned in today. We hopefully will see you all soon. Goodbye. Peace out. Thanks. Thanks.